Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today. Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? So Daniel Bryan's made it pretty clear over the last few months, maybe a year or so, that uh, he feels like his time as a full-time wrestler may be coming to an end soon, uh, along with his uh, WB contract. Um, and he's recently made some comments that seem to indicate that that's still his mindset moving forward. For example, in a recent interview with BT Sport, Brian spoke about feeling detached during his WrestleMania 37 match, saying that these transcripts are via Fightful. Quote, it was really bizarre. It's taken me time to fully process what the experience was like because it wasn't like a normal thing. I felt very out of body in it. When I'm wrestling, I feel everything and I feel like I'm enjoying it. This was weird. I was out there and it felt like I was detached. It was so strange that before the match started, I got this strange feeling like, oh, no. Is this what it's like before you die? Am oh I God. going to die? Oh, wow. Huh. Well, okay. I don't know why or how it happened, but it was unlike anything I've felt while wrestling. I haven't watched it back. I don't know if watching it back would help figure out why I'm so detached. Maybe it was a sign that it's time to let go of being a full-time wrestler. The odd detachment, I was like, whoa. Like I said, I'm either going to die, or maybe it's a sign that this isn't it, and it isn't the same type of fulfillment that it was before. I've been trying to meditate on it and talk to my friends that I'm close with. Like, what is that? Yeesh. Uh, uh, Fightful is also reporting that during a meet and greet prior to WrestleMania, uh, Daniel Bryan said, quote, my contract is up relatively soon. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Uh, he continues, it'd be interesting if I could wrestle in different companies and WWE. That's something I'm trying to weasel my way into right now. So... If anybody could do that, it's not even Daniel Bryan. I don't, I, yeah, that would be kind of shocking. I mean, God, I don't know. Maybe. If, I mean, he would have to just say, all right, per appearance fee. That's it'd be in a, a per appearance thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not unheard of. I know Ray Mysterio did for a spell. He was working on a per appearance fee. Um, so it's not completely out. Of, but at the same time, if, if he went into that and told WWE straight up, hey, this is what I want to do. I don't know how down they'd be for that. Let me ask you something. This whole first part about feeling detached during a match in which he gets stacked with edge. Is there any element of that? Do you think that he's like in character? 
because it's like you just got stacked with edge and got pinned by like, you know, the, the tribal chief. Some of this just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm completely off. Maybe this is like legitimately how we felt, you know, when you get older in age and you get to become a family man. You, well, I'll, you know. I'll say this because elsewhere in this BT sport interview, I saw he was on fightful too. Um, another story about that where he said that he didn't feel like he needed to be in that match. Hmm. He felt like the story between Roman Edge was strong enough that he didn't need to be in it. Oh, that feels like that's not in character then. Hmm. No. So, and maybe, you know, one has something to do with the other. That could be, yeah, that could be, you know. Like, if, if, if you feel, you know, Daniel Bryan seems like a very selfless individual when it comes to yes. wrestling. We've seen him, yes. you know, put over, do the job for uh, any number of wrestlers that, you know, it seems like he's into the idea of getting other people over, um, sharing the wealth, if you will. Using his uh, his his credentials, his his credibility to to make to elevate guys, um, you know. Uh, here, it, I got the I got the quote right here. Um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, he says, "I kept trying to get out of it too." You know, this is a heck of a story. Ten years to the day that he was forced to retire, it was shortly after Elimination Chamber in the build the singles match I had with Roman at Fastlane. It was like this is going to be a stick Daniel Bryan in here thing. Not to say I didn't want to be a part of it. I just thought it would be such a strong main event, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Since WrestleMania 30, I felt like the way the crowd was reacting with Batista and Randy, they kind of needed me in there. Mm-hmm. This one didn't feel like it needed me. It's all water under the bridge now. Maybe that was in the back of my mind. Hey, I'm not sure I should be in this match is why I had this weird reaction to actually being out there. Yeah, I mean, 30, it was like a Daniel Bryan inevitability. Like the yes. people brought him to that. Obviously, there's no people around this time. And it was like, you know, kind of a rerun of that. But at this point, Daniel Bryan has done everything. So it's not like, oh, he needs to be elevated by the people to get him to a place he's never been before. It's not like that. Like, he's a veteran. He's part of creative. So, like, this this was, you know, from all indications, this was Vince saying, this match needs something. And Daniel Bryan evidently disagreed. Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed, I mean, once he got inserted into the story, the, the story got more spark to it. It was kind of languishing for a while because it just seemed like the heat between Roman and Edge just wasn't there. You'd insert Daniel Bryan into the story. Daniel Bryan makes everything better. But at the same time, you know, if he personally felt like I don't need to be here, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe that maybe don't know. A little self-conscious sure. about stealing the thunder of, of Edge's story, perhaps. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you, though. I think that like if well, I do think that if they had figured out Edge's if they had figured out edge as a character that was more than just hey i'm back um which they hadn't uh, before he he turned and and on on brian and, and became the rated r superstar again or whatever the ultimate opportunist whatever you want to call him sort of bad guy edge um if they had figured that out uh before you know they felt the need to put daniel bryan in that match which by a couple accounts was uh in february i think um you know, maybe they wouldn't have needed to put him in there. I always thought that a one-on-one encounter would be the way to go, uh, but they felt the need to put Daniel Bryan in there. Um, at first, I thought it was just a situation where they were looking to protect yeah, both Roman and Edge, and unfortunately, Daniel Bryan would be put in the match to be the one to, to take the pin. I didn't uh, anticipate Roman pitting both of his opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh Yeah. Yeah, I don't that's know. interesting. I mean, know. it's interesting that he's so open about things. You know, uh, it, it's you, when you get older, you start to reflect on stuff. A couple of people here in chat um, are bringing up a good point. I mean, WWE does have other brands, which I wonder if those 
brands would present the kind of opportunity that he would look for in other companies, as he puts it. Um, or if he's like, no, man, the G1, I want in on that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very special mm-hmm. event that can't be replicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, the, the excitement of, uh, of AEW helping to build something fresh with some yeah. names that were in New Japan, uh, for example. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know he's already fought some of those people, but not, you know, since he's been in WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. I mean, you know, he's crafted a kind of career where he can sort of chart his own path. It's interesting that he's thinking about ways he can test just how much, uh, uh, you know, cachet he's built with mm-hmm. WWE. Can he go, hey, I'm going to go do a spell in AEW? Just letting you know if you want me on a, on a per appearance thing when I'm done there. I can come back, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting the next five years to see what Daniel Bryan does because uh, he's yep. a he's a needle mover. He's a hundred percent a needle. You got mover. that right. You got that right. Um, another guy who WWE is no doubt hoping will move the needle for NXT. Kyle O'Reilly was a guest on X Pac's podcast recently and talked to the creative process behind the undisputed era split. These transcripts come to you via WrestlingNews.co. He said, it goes to show how much trust they have in us as performers. It started with just, can you guys come in Sunday and we'll have a booking meeting and you guys pitch ideas as to what's next. That's what's been great about the entire thing. They want to hear our opinion and run things by us and get our suggestions. This booking meeting, it was not the plan coming in. We'll split these guys up. We'll let them down easy. It had nothing to do with an executive decision like this has to happen. It was a true collaboration in the sense of if we're doing this, we do it tonight at the pay-per-view to maximize the opportunity, get the most people to tune on Wednesday to get the why. You want to end the show with something big. It's kind of crazy how it happened so fast and suddenly, literally within hours, it was like, this is happening. Oh, my God. It does suck because it's been the best thing that has happened to me in my career with those guys. I've had the most fun and learned so much and have become a better performer. Just because we split up now, it just means the eventual reunion will be a bigger deal. Um, so that's interesting that there's a collaborative atmosphere when it comes to guys that obviously NXT has, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, whoever uh, uh, feels like they have a lot of faith in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's good to know. It's heartening to know that it was like, hey, we'll come in, pitch ideas. And then it got to that point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it also it also means that hopefully, you know, whatever this Roderick Strong thing is, He's included in all that, and there's a plan for him that would make sense for him to come That's back. the thing. I think for me it's reassuring knowing, okay, this isn't something that was forced upon them, whether they wanted to do it or not. You know, This is something that seemed to be a, a mutually agreed upon decision. You know, Maybe at, at this point they felt like, all right, Undisputed Era as it exists now has kind of, kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. Let's split up, explore other stories. And as Kyle mentions here, when the reunion does happen, it's going to feel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the only question is now what happens to Bob Fish? The biggest question in my mind. The Travolta meme. That's what it's going to be. What happened here? I've been gone for only a couple of months. Uh, anyways, man, we had another one of our awesome NXT UK watch-alongs uh, over at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Of course, tonight we'll be doing another watch-along of uh, our co-stream, actually, of Impact yes. Wrestling. It's the last episode before Impact Wrestling TV pay-per-view presents rebellion uh so yeah be sure to check that out with me larson and the enforcer yes as far as nxt uk we had uh opening things up joe coffee versus eddie dennis uh despite the shenanigans of the what are they called the i don't know i forget if they had a name 
They used to have a name. Yeah. I don't know what it is now, but it's T-Bone and, and yeah. Primate, right? Right. Yeah. They yeah. came out, tried to interfere. Gallus boys come out to help their dude, Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey gets the win uh, with his finish. And then after the match, T-Bone and Primate, who had already laid out Gallus boys, they attack Joe Coffey after the bell. Uh, and then Gallus eventually gets up, makes a save. Yep. Uh, and, of course, that's going to lead to six-man tag action yeah, next it was week. Yeah, later on, later on the show. Next we see Ilya. He's on his computer, uh, and he's watching clips of Walter chopping him in the back. Yeah. It's all very dramatic, you know, black and white. And clips of uh, him then freaking out on other opponents, it, yeah. you yeah. know, who they're chopping him on the back, and he snaps. So Ilya's trying to figure out perhaps how to manage – the, the the snap, you know, like, oh, yeah. how can I either not necessarily prevent the snap, but how can I control the snap? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get Gallus backstage. Uh, Joe Coffey passes by Rampage as Rampage is leaving some room. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Joe tells him, hey, if you want to wrestle again, give me a call. And he also, you know, uh, comfort him. He says, hey, man, we're part of the same club that we got our asses handed to us by Walter Club. I've been there. It's okay. Also, yeah, like you said, if you want to scrap, give me a cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Dave Mastiff versus Sam Gradwell. Larson, as you remember last week, there was a bit of confusion as Sam Gradwell tried to enter the uh, BT Sports Arena there. And Dave Mastiff working the door wouldn't let him in. This led to a match this week. Unfortunately for Dave Mastiff, seems like he's going to continue working reception because Gradwell got the win. With, uh, mm-hmm. with a landslide. Yeah. So Mastiff confirmed is yogurt. I don't even or know, as I you mentioned. I still don't know what that means. Don't it mean, or it means that Mastiff is, is yes, working reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a Valkyrie video package, mm-hmm. and then following that, an Amelia McKenzie video package. She's talking about uh, getting to uh, work with Mako Satamora. Um, still want to see her do the dance. No mention of her dancing. That really bums me out. Me too. Uh, after that, we had uh, so I got I got to I got to clip that and then add some footage of her dancing to it so that people really know go. what she's all about. After that, we had that right. Danny Luna versus Ginny, one half of your favorite couple, Ginny and Joseph Connors. Uh, of course, Joseph Connors helping out Ginny here, distracting Luna. Ginny kicks Danny's leg, hits the finish for the win. Afterwards, they beat her down, put on that submission, and then what are they called? Uh, South, South Wales, Wales subculture. subculture. That's Manger, Jack Morgan Mandrews. Webster and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they come make, out to make, make save. the save. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a Sid Scala interview. Uh, he's about to talk about Kenny Williams. Amir Jordan walks in. He wants a rematch with Kenny. And Sid says, all right, Kenny's agreed to rematch. But here's the thing. It's going to be a no DQ match. Yeah. And here's another thing. Ugh. It's a loser leaves NXT UK. Ooh. So Amir Jordan, he ponders. He considers it. Mm-hmm. And he signs the contract. He's like, yeah, I'm about it. Kenny Williams, man, he's going to lose that match, and maybe he's going to head to 205 or uh, or NXT Prime. He's a Could hell be. of a hell of a talent. Could be. He should. Could you be. know what he should do? Team him up with Kushida, because they both have that sort of Back to the Future thing going. Or maybe it's a thing where Kenny Williams goes to NXT, and he really he really wants a team with Kushida for that reason. Kushida's like, look, I I'm more I don't or less do past that the anymore. Back to the future thing. He's like, I don't even wear shoes anymore, let alone no those, shoes, those crazy no, shoes. No puffy vest. No self No denim shoes. shirt. Yeah. I'm not taking fashion tips from Marty McFly anymore. Yeah. I think you should 
Kenny, you should move on to the Back to the Future thing as well. And there's a feud there. And then he's like, okay, Back to the Future 3. So Kenny Williams no, no, then, He does this. He says, okay, alternate 1985. All right. Yeah. I kind of like... I kind of like... Like Biff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like uh, old-timey Griff Tannen is his new job. Oh, you want Cowboy Kenny? Clint Eastwood. That's what they called uh, uh, Michael J. Fox's character. Mm-hmm. What kind of stupid name is that, dude? (laughs) (laughs) After that, we had a dude named Rohan Raja. He had a video package uh, making his debut against Teoman next week. He's like, I don't quit. I don't tap out. And then Teoman with his dubstep. You can barely hear a word of you saying. I couldn't hear anything. I just heard dubstep. Uh, Then we get our main event, Shaw Samuels and Noam Dar taking on Mustache Mountain. This is a really good match. Oh, man, this is a terrific match. Yeah. Great to see Mustache Mountain back together. Back to the old formula, man. Trent Seven getting his ass kicked. Getting worked for 12 minutes. Worked. Tyler Bate getting that hot tag going on a run. Mm-hmm. For some reason, tagging back in Trent Seven, so he gets beat up a little bit. Trent gets a bit of a comeback. Mm-hmm. They hit their finish. Burning hammer, top rope knee combo on uh, Shaw Samuels to get that W. Yeah, man. Now Tyler Bate can... Focus on Heritage Cup and Trent Seven can mm-hmm. focus on kebabs. Uh, I guess so. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Hey, give this video thumbs up if you thought it was good. If you don't think it was good, then just don't. You don't have to do that. And then, uh, yeah, the, the be sure to sub to the channel as well. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see all you guys at Impact tonight. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, five Pacific, eight Eastern. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson.